Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 106, which we're recording on Tuesday, January 19th, 2016. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And this is our fourth podcast anniversary episode. Woohoo! Can you believe it? <laughs> Four years. We are super excited. We have some exciting things that are new to the podcast today, a new segment. We are going to be offering some t-shirts for sale, which we will talk about more at the end of the podcast. And we are going to announce the Shalimar yarn winners that I forgot to announce the last episode. We did forget <laughs> to announce them. We've determined that we're great at hosting knit-alongs, but we are awful at actually announcing prizes. So, <laughs> Even though we prepare for it. We do. We prepare. We just forget <laughs> to do it. So the Shalimar yarn, we had two different skeins that were two different threads. We opened one for each yarn type. The first one is the Shalimar Airy, which is the fingering merino silk mohair blend mm -hmm. and the winner of that was post number 52 which is knitting travels who is shelly and she would knit a pebble beach shawlette with that yarn oh, which i thought was an awesome lovely. choice yeah. that'll look lovely and the other was for the shalimar breathless kush which is the Aaron weight delicious cushy stuff and i've been wearing my mitts that i knit with that a lot lately and the winner of that is Post 32, who is Nitsta, who is Donna, and she would knit a Molly hat, which I think is another oh, excellent yeah. choice. And both Knitting Travels and Nitsta have both been posting quite a lot in the groups, or in our threads lately. So that was Yay. a super fun, it's always fun to see the people who win the prizes be people who have been contributing to the group. Yeah, because yeah. then you feel like you know them. Exactly. <laughs> so what are you wearing? Okay. I am wearing my traveling sweater by Karen Alfke from Blue Moon Fiber Arts. When I bought this pattern, I saw the sweater in the Blue Moon Fiber Arts booth at Stitches way Pause back. for a moment of silence because they don't go to the shows anymore. Oh, they don't. That's no, right. That's very sad. Yeah. Sorry. So this was back in 2012 when I knit this sweater. I probably saw it at Stitches that was in February of that year because I started the sweater in March of that year. And I knit mine in Broco Ultra Alpaca Light, which is a yarn that I really love. It's not too heavy. It's 50% alpaca, 50% merino, or wool. I can't say for certain that it's merino. So it's not too, too heavy and it doesn't it has, has good qualities from the alpaca and good qualities from the wool. Good combination. So, Is it really warm? It looks like it would be really it warm. It is pretty warm. That's why I put it on. I was telling Gail, previous to her arrival here, I had been wearing a different sweater because although it is pouring rain today, Yay, it's rain. actually not that cold. And we had about three weeks of super cold weather. And then it seems like once the solstice hit, things started warming up actually maybe not around solstice maybe like around the first of the year it seems like it's started warming up just a little bit and hasn't been as icy Chilly, cold yeah, yeah. <laughs> and especially when it gets cloudy it kind of warms up so it hasn't been that cold but i was sitting working at my desk and started to get really cold so i pulled out this big sweater and it has a big collar that you can kind of snuggle in really comfy the traveling sweater was it was the pattern came out, I think, when there were a lot of these 
kind of circle type sweaters coming out. There was a whole book of knit swirl, knit swirl mm -hmm. type sweaters. And this one is similar to it in that it has a big circular skirt and it drapes and it's long. And this, this one has a big collar that's also another circular collar that you can cuddle in around your neck, wear it as a shawl collar, or you can actually, the collar, the collar is wide enough that you can actually pull it over your head if you wanted to and wear it as a somewhat of a hood. So there's a lot of options to it. So this is it's a great warm sweater. I still wear it quite a bit. It's a little wrinkled right now because I had pulled it out of a box ah. <laughs> and didn't take the time to steam it or anything, but it works. It's keeping me warm. So what are you wearing today? I am wearing my Laika sweater, which is a pattern by Yasolda Teague, and I knit this back in the very first months of the podcast, so four years ago, and I'm wearing it today for a special reason, which we will get to later in the episode, <laughs> but this is an all-over lace fingering weight sweater, and it's the sweater that broke your arms. It is. Yeah, because Charlene <laughs> knit one also, and it's, like I said, all over fingering weight, but then you pick up all the way around the sweater. So the bottom, the sides, the hood, it's hooded as well, down the other side and around. And then you knit with fingering held together with what, like 500 stitches on the needle or something. Yeah. And the sweater gets very heavy at that point. It's a beautiful finished object, but it is beautiful. And I love mine. Yeah. But hard on the arms for a while. Yes. When Gail says it's the sweater that broke my arm, she's referring to a flare up of tendinitis in my elbows. Yes. I should have made that more clear. <laughs> but I knit mine in Madeline Tosh Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend in the colorway Venetian. And I don't wear this sweater nearly as much as I should. And that's because the pattern was written so that it has a button band that has double buttons down the front. Well, I decided I wanted it to be zippered. I think I was copying Tanya, who is Yarnosaurus. And I did put in a zipper, but it was puckery, so I didn't like it. So I ripped out the zipper and subsequently put in hook and eye closures, which I do like, even though they are kind of an effort to get closed because you have to hunt to match them up and you inevitably mismatch them and end up having to go look in the mirror to make sure you're dressed properly. But they look really nice. I like the way they look. I love the way it looks. It's just such a clean closure. Yeah, I like it, except for where it gaps, of course, but that's just the nature of it. But one of the issues with hook and eye closures, especially with the fingering weight sweater, is that those hooks catch on yeah. things. So if you don't have it on your body hooked properly <laughs> or stored properly, it hooks on everything. Oh. So I have to be really, really careful with this sweater. But I do like it, and that's what I'm wearing. Laika by Yasolda Teague. And this was from her Little Red in the City. Is that the name yes, of the book? that's correct. It was a great book. And I think this is the only sweater I knit from it, though. I'm going to have to look at that book. Again. I still have other sweaters that I want to knit. So do I. Like that. the Chickadee sweater, I think, Chickadee, is in that. And she has a hooded one in yeah, there. Yeah, Maila, something like that. So I remember mm -hmm. shopping for yarn at Stitches for that when the book first came yeah. out. So anyways, I digress. Okay. Okay, so I have a special, well, Charlene and I have a special little blurb. This episode of the Yarniacs is sponsored by Never Not Knitting. Never Not Knitting is a small knitting boutique owned by the designer Alana Dacos, and it is located in Atascadero, California. Never Not Knitting features a curated collection of specialty yarns, 
patterns, and knitting notions, and is proud to showcase the, the work of independent artisans and makers. In the online shop, you will find a unique selection of handmade notions and accessories for knitters and crafters, including the wool and wire jewelry line. All of our notions are beautifully gift wrapped, like a special present for yourself or a friend. Check out the selection at nevernotknitting.com. You can also see a link to Alana's Never Not Knitting Shop on our blog, and the wire and, I'm sorry, wool and wire jewelry line. We'll be having a chat about that the next episode. All right. And what are you stocking? I am stocking something to knit with one of my yarns that has been sitting in stash for almost a year and has achieved that almost too precious to use status. <laughs> <laughs> but I really want to knit something with this yarn. The reason it's so special is it's one of those speckled yarns and I just, I've loved the speckled yarns. I've, I've all, always attracted to them. This one is a fingering weight merino silk blend that I purchased from Western Sky Knits Stitches 2015. So I need to find something to knit with that. And while I was looking, I found a sweater. Well, I remembered my friend Sarah, who is Tortuga Sarah on Ravelry. She completed a really beautiful sweater out of Malabrigo Arroyo called Evenflow by Hohi Locatelli. And it's a longer cardigan. So I think the silk, well, not too long, but it's a little bit longer than waist, more of like a a hip length sweater. So I think the silk will drape nicely and it's in a stitch pattern that Hohi used in her hat called Field of Wildflowers that Gail and oh, I both yeah. knit. And it's got this elongated stitch that works really well with multicolored or variegated yarns. So that's why I'm thinking that the sweater might look really nice yeah. in the speckled yarn that's because I love too. the way that stitch looks in the colored yarns. She did it mm -hmm. in Field of Wildflowers and then she actually used it. That sweater in the Malabrigo book. In the Malabrigo book. I'll look up Mahuga, the name of it. I think it is. And so I think the speckled yarn might just be the one. My yarn is a little bit thinner. It's fingering weight yarn and I believe the pattern was written for... Sport. Maybe sport. Or... I just looked at a sport. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sport weight. So my yarn is a little bit um, finer gauge, but I think I can make it work. You can make that work. I think yeah. I can. <laughs> oh, there's sun coming sun out. Sun coming out. Wow. wow. We just got a ray of sunlight. All of a sudden it brightened <laughs> and up it dramatically. it's really bright in here. Wow. <laughs> okay. So that's really the only thing I'm stocking right now. Something to go with that because I've been feverishly knitting on many things. So. You know, with the speckled <laughs> yarns, I have the same issue where a lot of them become too precious to knit yarns. Mm -hmm. But I'll bet you speckled yarns are something that won't be in style forever. So well, we should really knit yeah. them and wear them before we don't think we should be wearing them right. anymore. Although I don't really let the trends affect me so much that I way. Know, but, you know, it's just, beautiful a, yarn. it might beautiful be a consideration. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's funny, it's, I'm not stocking very much either. Hmm. So what are you stocking? I'm mostly stocking things for various knit-alongs. There has been interesting chatter in some of our threads in our Ravelry group about interest in knit-alongs versus anti-interest, where some people 
are inspired by them, but don't necessarily follow through with them. Some people are completely turned off by them and they hear knit along and they think obligation knitting mm -hmm. and various things in between. And they, you know, I I'm, understand that. I'm very inspired <laughs> by them. And there are a lot of them right now because it's January and, you know, everybody starts with new fun knit alongs for the year. And there are several of my favorite podcasts that are doing even year long knit alongs. Wow. So I'm being inspired to stock for some of those. And you just mentioned this speckled yarn becoming too precious to knit yeah. with. <laughs> One of my favorite video podcasters is Sassy Pants Knitter, and she is Wendy Frew, Silly Frew on all these social media channels. And she's having a don't hoard the precious knit along mm -hmm. to encourage people to knit their most precious yarns. And she's also having a knit your balls knit along, which if you've, I have the horrible habit of winding up yarn and not knitting with it. So it sits oh, there wound up, which can, of course, jeopardize the memory of the yarn, especially if you've wound it really tightly. So the idea of the knit your balls is to knit up the the skeins that you've wound into a mm -hmm. ball so that you're not jeopardizing the memory of the yarn. And mm -hmm. that appealed to me in a huge way because I have so much wound up yarn and every month of the year, she has a different color. So January is blue. February is either red or pink for Valentine's Day. March is green for St. Patrick's Day, etc. And so I've already plotted out the first three months. I've already knit my first blue skein, mm -hmm. which I'll talk about later. So that one's been really fun. And that's been inspiring a lot of stocking. And then Stocking at Zombies is doing their annual all year long self-striping, which has been ongoing for several years. So I'm planning to knit some of the self-striping that I've been accumulating. Mm -hmm. So I'm stocking sock projects, socks, me, socks. <laughs> and they also right now have the Deja Q knit along going for January and February. So to knit something you've already knit before, I've already knit three pairs of Rose City Rollers. I have self-striping yarn. I'll knit another pair. <laughs> so those will count for Deja Q, and for self-striping, and Just One More Row podcast has a 12 pairs of socks in 2016 knit-along. So it would count for that knit-along as well. So all these, if you're into knit-alongs and you like to double, triple, quadruple dip, you probably do the same thing I'm doing right now. I can knit one pair of socks and it can qualify for all these things. And even if I don't enter it into their finished objects threads, it's still fun because it gives me an inspiration of what to cast on next and right. what projects to be stocking. Mm -hmm. So that's been the focus of my stocking lately. It's kind of scattered, but fun nonetheless. Okay. So what have you been knitting? You well, said you're knitting feverishly on this. Knitting feverishly, yes. The one thing that I have been knitting feverishly on is a project that I'm madly in love with, and I've talked about it last time. It's The Big Old Coat by Hohi Locatelli. It's from her authentic collection that was recently released, and we talked about that several episodes ago and i'm actually almost done with that one i and it's so pretty yes, oh my goodness yes. i cast it on in miss bab's yowza and if you haven't seen the pattern it's an oversized sweater coat knit in a rib variant stitch and it has a large ribbed collar and i had three skeins of yowza which was just about almost exactly enough yarn to finish the project and I have knit it's top down so I've knit the collar I've put in my sleeves and now I'm just trying to 
knit down, figure out how long I want the sweater to be. I haven't weighed how much yarn I have left, but I actually, I'm on the very last skein of yarn, and I think I've passed halfway mark, the halfway mark on that skein. So Oh, you must have, because must those are have. pretty big skeins. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'm almost there, because I'm going to run out of yarn at some point. <laughs> yeah, we were doing the official length check, what did you call it, when I got here? I don't remember. There yeah, was, it like, was a funny term you had whipped out. Oh, I don't remember. But yeah, length check and then sleeve check because I actually didn't make mine as oversized, quite as oversized as the sample is pictured on the pattern page on Ravelry or as it's pictured in the pattern. But it's still oversized and it is still, I, I assume that when I block it, it will also get a little bit larger. So I, you know, sleeves and length, all of that is kind of up in the air until I really do the final block. I may end up having to add on a length, a, a length, a, an inch or two to length, but I don't think so. I, I'm thinking maybe one more pattern repeat and then it's off to blocking. <laughs> and I'm super excited because I like it much. This phenomenon happens between the two of us all the time. I like it much more on you than I did in the pattern pages. It To me, it um, seemed too much oversized for yeah. what I would wear yeah. and would, you know, gravitate towards in my own closet. But seeing the yeah. way Charlene did her modifications, I can't wait for her to block it so that I can try it on. Yeah. Two, well, two things. I did mine a smaller size than perhaps I would have done if I had made it with as much recommended ease as she recommended for the pattern. So I made it with a little less ease. And then I'm also knitting mine in a slightly tighter tension as well. Slightly tighter gauge, I should say, as well. For no other reason than just to make it that hair smaller. <laughs> I like it, though. I really like it. And I like the fabric, too. Uh, Yowza tends to be a a light worsted weight, although her pattern really is written for a light worsted weight. So it uh, worked what, out. What was the called for yarn? I don't remember. Malintosh Worsted MCM. Mm, I wouldn't call that a light fingering. No. That's a pretty standard fingering mm -hmm. weight. It's pretty heavy. It's, it's very similar to vintage. Worsted weight, worsted. not fingering. Did you say fingering? Or no, did I, I thought you said Sorry. Fingering. You may not have. I don't I can't remember. <laughs> Madeline Tosh's MCN Merino Cashmere Nylon Worsted Maybe is a very standard Merino. worsted. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar to vintage, I would say. So I think the Yowza's a little lighter, bit lighter for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first thing I've been working on and loving it and knitting quite furiously on that because the stitch pattern, it's a six row repeat and it's pretty addicting to see it all coming together. Like That's one fun. more little repeat, one more little repeat. It was pretty easy to keep going, even though it really is a lot of stitches. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was really stunned that she was able to knit through as much as she has, because you cast that on right about the first of the year, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You really have yeah. knit that I have, quickly. I have. It is a lot of stitches. Make no mistake about that. <laughs> it is a well, lot. Well, your last of stitches. knit that you did, that you and I both thought was going to take a long time, true went really quickly yeah, too. Yeah, and I think part of it is the construction of the thing. Once you, you do all of the figuring and the measuring and the hard part at the beginning, and once you join at the sleeves, once you join all the pieces together, 
it's just go, 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 go. So That's nice. I really enjoy that kind of knitting. So that was Big Old Coat by Hohi Locatelli. The second thing that I was knitting on and not knitting on anymore, sadly, is the Star Shower Cowl by wow. Hilary Smith Callis. And you've heard me talk about this. I really wanted to make this one work. I had picked out a yarn in my stash that's a gradient. I used a yarn from Fresh from the Cauldron that Gail and I got, just like the Western Sky Knits, got its stitches last year, February of 2015. And I thought it would look really nice, the three colors moving through the cowl. What ended up happening is that the stitch pattern looked really muddy in the pink. I started on the end that had the pink because I wanted pink at the bottom, the plain yarn or natural colored yarn in the middle, and then purple to be at the top of the cowl around my face. And the stitch pattern just looked muddy in the pink. And I had also picked out a skein that had less pink than purple because I'm more of a purple girl. So I had a skein, I purposefully picked a skein that had less pink. And what happened is that aside from the pink looking muddy in the stitch pattern, I was afraid that there just wouldn't be enough pink at the bottom of the cowl to make it look the way I pictured it in my head. Yeah. So pattern looks fun. The yarn is still still up in the air trying to figure out what to do with that yarn so well that's another one that actually looks really pretty in speckled yarns nicole yeah. knit it in holy fest holy oh. festival remember she cast that idea. on that day we saw her at verb and it, yeah. it's really really pretty yeah that's an idea so although you have a sweater's quantity of speckled yarn not a single skein yeah. so never mind yeah but there's always more yarn there's always more yarn <laughs> And then the third thing that I'm working on, I cast on a Riley sweater by Suvi Simola. Riley is a sweater that I also talked about several episodes ago when I was stocking it. It's a sweater that got me because it's got this really interesting construction. And you know how I love a sweater with interesting mm -hmm. construction. It's a button front cardigan with a high-low hemline and a lace mesh back. Sounds like it's got a lot going on, but it's that's why it's good that I'm doing it in plain yarn, maybe. The yarn I'm using... You keep saying plain. <laughs> it's not plain. Well, the yarn I'm using... See, I was trying to it decide... It doesn't have speckles, but yes. that doesn't... <laughs> I was trying to decide what yarn to cast on next, and it was the speckled yarn or this yarn, which is from Dragonfly Fibers. It's their Genie Sock Yarn in the Birch colorway, which is a warm gray, and it's it's got tones in it it's a little tonal but it is a, a pale gray i so, see it as brown every time i oh, look really? at it i see brown well, but holding it up to your laptop it does look gray there How funny. <laughs> well comparatively it's not well it's not worn but comparatively when i compare it to the speckled yarn i was thinking oh i want to knit with something that's bright and colorful and maybe this is too boring but now once i've got two inches one inch maybe into the Riley sweater, I'm really loving the way the fabric looks. I was telling her, so. it's not boring, it's a pretty neutral. It is. Everybody it is. needs some neutral sweaters in yes. their wardrobe as mm -hmm. well. I absolutely do. And this one is fun. I'm really looking forward to getting into it because 
like I said, it's got this interesting construction. You start at the back neck and you knit down and you do part of the sleeves and then you you pick up to go around the front. And <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see. So I've got three skeins of this and if if I if I remember correctly, I'm going to use almost all three skeins of it. Yeah, because um, it looks like it has, it's not necessarily an A-line shape, but it has, it looks like it has some body to it. It's not yeah. a fitted sweater, right? No, it's not. It is a slightly oversized sweater. And once again, I'm probably, if I remember correctly, I'm probably also not knitting it with quite as much ease as is recommended. And it's also written for sport weight yarn, and I'm going off pattern and making it work with fingering just because of the oversized nature of the sweater i don't want it to be too too heavy i want to be able to wear it yeah in our climate comfortably so that is riley from suvi smola and those are what i am knitting what are you knitting gal i'm only knitting on one single solitary thing i have been working completely monogamously on this test knit that I'm doing for Yelena Dasher, who is Y Malcolm on Ravelry. It is a beautiful, slightly fitted, top-down mock turtleneck sweater. Set in sleeves, it has princess shaping for the waist and a twisted rib accent for the mock turtleneck, the cuffs, and the bottom band of the sweater. And I'm loving it. I'm using my neighborhood fiber company, Rustic Fingering, which is a single ply fingering in the Mondomin colorway, which is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tonal pink. It's amazing. It's so color. pretty. <laughs> so pretty. And I was telling Charlene that I had knit a complete sleeve cap yesterday because everything's knit with the sleeves. Set in sleeves, so you pick up and do short row shaping for the sleeve cap and then knit the sleeves in the round. I had done a complete sleeve cap. I tried it on and it was too big. So I had to rip the whole sleeve cap out, which normally wouldn't be a problem. However, I have the awesome opportunity to meet Yelena in person this week in San Francisco. And I really, really, really want this sweater to be done when I meet her so that we can take pictures together in our trademark sweaters. Mm. However, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it because it's Tuesday afternoon. I just started the first sleeve and if anything i certainly won't have it blocked because our weather has not been conducive to blocking wool so we'll see keep your fingers crossed for me but that is the only thing i am currently knitting okay. how boring is that <laughs> <laughs> what have you finished since the last episode well i'm matching you in boring for finishing because i didn't actually finish anything but i finished one thing in the sense that i'm taking it off the needles ripping it apart and going to use the yarn for something else. Oh, what did you do that with? This is a project I'm almost embarrassed to say has been in my project bag. It was in my project bag for four years. Really? Yeah. It's a, something called the swirl shawl. Swirl and shawl. I started this in May of 2011. And it oh, was something I that, vaguely remember you yeah, starting it that. it was something that I really loved working for maybe a couple of weeks. And then I never <laughs> got back to it. I'm, and I'm still not sure why. 
It's a really pretty shawl. It's an interesting construction. There you go. It's put together in little, I don't know, I don't remember if they're... They're not really hexagons. Hex they like, are hexagons. Are they? Okay. Yeah. You have little hexagonal shapes, and then once you have one hexagonal shape, you keep one section, one side of the hexagon, is keep those stitches live, and then you pick up with the next hexagon, or you cast on if there isn't a hexagon there, and you keep building and building and building until you have a scarf or a shawl as long as you want. And for some reason, I was under the... I was I was thinking that I hadn't gotten very far on it, and I actually have a decent length of it, but I just, I'm never going to finish it. So, yeah. and every time I go through my knitting bag, it's staring at me in that project bag. It's been in there for a long time. Am I ever going to pick this up and knit it? No, I'm not. So that one's going, bye-bye. That one's going to the frog pond. And that's the only thing I've finished. <laughs> well, I ripped something out as well. Last episode, I talked about the Times Square that I was knitting yeah. with the beaver slide, 100% oh, yeah. merino worsted. And I was not loving the combination right. of yarn and pattern. And I just decided to rip it like the very next day. I thought oh. yeah, every time I try to knit on this, the yarn and pattern aren't giving me pleasure together. Right. They're not sparking joy. Right. And why slog through something when it's beautiful yarn? It'll that work yarn really well with really something else. Wonderful. Yeah, I just yeah. need to find something that's the right gauge for it, I suppose. I think I was forcing it at too tight of a gauge. I think you were, too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking for new patterns. Actually, I already think I found a couple that I think will work for that yarn. And I luckily, so when I purchased mine, I bought Force Gains, which was about 960 yards, if I remember correctly. And when I bought the Madeline Tosh lace de-stash at the end of December, one of, the reason I found one of the skeins is because she was also selling another skein of the beaver slide in the same colorway. Oh. And I was worried I wouldn't have enough to finish Times Square. So I ordered it from her and it's the same dye lot as mine. Oh, so now wow. I have five skeins. So that's enough to make almost any sweater that I might want to make. So that was really good news. So I ripped my Times Square and I finished two things. I finished my Adama cowl hybrid, which is another Hillary Smith callus <laughs> pattern. So Charlene ripped her star shower, but I finished my Adama and I love it. It's in Madeline Tosh Rios and it's knit at a very loose gauge. It's very drapey. Did I say Madeline Tosh Rios? Ma <laughs> Malabrigo Rios. At a very nice open gauge. It's very warm, very drapey. It's one of the cowls that you can pull down and wear as a, a yeah, shawl over yeah. your shoulders. And I love it. Like I really love it. Shower. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it took mm, a skein and a third, maybe, of Rios. Mm. So really not that much yarn. No. It was a very fast knit. No, I, that's good use for a single skein, a single skein and, and a partial. Yeah, if I think you could also, because that project is knit... There's a lace repeat, then there is a stockinette garter area, then a lace repeat, etc. You do, I think, four of those. You could easily do some of that in a contrasting color. So if you only had one skein of one color and then a partial in another color, you could totally make that work. Mm, nice. Just That's saying, because I love stripes. Yeah. So that was the Adomical. And the other thing I finished was a hat I knit the Fletcher hat, which is a newer pattern by Elizabeth Doherty. 
and it was a really, really fun knit. It is knit in DK weight yarn, and I did my skein of Dream in Color Everlasting DK in the Blue Sulk colorway, which I don't think is one of their real colorway names. We got some test skeins, and the colorway names were bizarre, <laughs> and they are not on their website anymore. But for the Sassy Pants Knitter podcast and the Knit Your Balls knit along. It was the beautiful blue. It's been wound up in my stash for a year and it just was perfect for that hat. And the hat was such a fun knit. The brim of the hat is a really interesting rib pattern. It's not a regular rib at all. It's a slip stitch rib, kind of like a broken rib slip stitch pattern. It's really cool. I intend to use it on other hats in the future. And then the crown of the hat is a really simple cable pattern and the decreases are done so that that cable pattern stays perfect up until the top and then you can add a tassel there's an optional nice. tassel at the end and i don't i think i maybe used just over half of that skein of yarn and i haven't done the tassel yet so it didn't use that much yarn it was a quick knit i like the yarn but it's a 12 ply yarn so it was wow. kind of snaggy. I found that I was catching plies of it if I wasn't looking. Mm -hmm. So I was trying, well, with the pattern, you ha I had to look pretty often anyways, but they did have rows where it's like knit nine, purl three. So I'd be going along and not looking very carefully and I'd catch one of those plies. So I'm not complaining about the yarn, but that's just something to be aware of. It's a 12 ply DK and I haven't blocked the hat yet. And I know it's going to bloom up and be beautiful when I do block it. So I'm looking forward to that, but I love the pattern. That's Fletcher by Elizabeth Doherty. Highly recommend it. So those were two things that I did finish. Cool. Yeah. And I like them both. <laughs> so self-indulgent knit along. We have so many awesome people participating. It has been so much fun. And for those of you who have tried to join in on the thread and were intimidated by the 30 plus pages <laughs> of chatter, please don't, don't be worry. intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> join in whenever you feel that you want to. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to go back and read. That's a, a given. That's onerous. <laughs> 40 page, 43 pages as of this moment. Yeah. But I did want to go over the prizes that have been donated because Great. since the last episode, we've had some fabulous prize donations. Yeah. So. We have two project bags that will be made by our listener Zoe, who is Espresso Bean on Ravelry, a skein of yarn from Straight Fork, Straight Fork Farms Alpacas by Kathy, who is Straight Fork on Ravelry. She's another regular contributor to the threads who is awesome. And Charlene and I both have a skein of that yarn mm -hmm. to test run soon. A skein of yarn from Spencer Hill Yarn, who is dyed by Barb, who is Blue Canary on Ravelry. And Barb, again, love your posts. Three patterns from the designer Brenda Castile. It's the Sock Architecture book, which is donated by Robbie, our moderator, Photo Knit Gal. My mom just gave me the other day an Erin Lane Bags DPN holder, which is in a really pretty sheep print. It's a black, white, and gray sheep print with red piping, not piping, but um, borders edging. on edging. Borders, there we go. Yeah. It's super cute. cute. It's very, adorable. Very cute. Two patterns donated by our listener, Becky, who is Green Thumb, and a zippered project bag from Wendy, who is Nitty Kitty Bags on Etsy. And all of those Ravelry names, store names, etc., are linked in the top of the Self-Indulgent Knit Along thread 
both the chatter thread and the finished objects thread. So it's easy to get to see what the shops have, etc. And there are two discounts that Brenda Castile has offered 20% off of any of her patterns in her Ravelry store. And that's valid through March 1st with the code YARNIAC, all caps, and $5 off in her Etsy store with the code GOODSTUFF5, all caps. And those discounts are in those same places in our group. So thank you so much, everyone who's participating, all the chatter, all the awesome prizes. And I have not asked a single person for a prize. These are all just people contacting us saying, hey, I have this great thing that I'd like to donate. And to me, that is just, I am so happy with our community and just the the joy that we all bring each other yeah. that, you know, we're not asking anyone for prizes right. and people who just listen to us and like us are, yeah. you know, oh, I've won a prize before and I want to, you know, share that with everybody else. And it ah, just makes me so happy. We have a great group. We do. And the other, it's not a knit along, but our love your stash <laughs> movement that has been going on since the beginning of 2015, it continues. So right now we don't have one separate thread for goals like we have in the past. Right now we just have one thread, all the chatter, all the goals are in the same place because we're not doing prizes anymore, but we are still focused. People are focused in different ways. Some people have already said they met their goals in 2015 and now they're just happily knitting their stash, which just <laughs> makes my heart sore. I mean, oh That's my gosh, great. what an awesome yeah. feeling. Other people still have goals they're working towards. And some people have flat out said, I don't want to have any goals. I just want to have fun knitting. So I love it. I love it all. So if you're interested in checking that out, please do. That will be ongoing throughout the year. Just kind of like a little stash support group almost. Yeah. Yeah. And should you, this was Charlene's idea. So I want you to announce the new segment. Well, Gail and I, as we were talking about our, podcast anniversary coming up and all the podcasts that are now behind us we thought that it would be fun to occasionally revisit something that we have either stalked or knit on a past episode or done both or or have done both true sort of a what were we knitting and where is it now and where is it now yes (laughs) So you prepared before I did. So do you want to go first? I did. So what I did is I went back to our very first podcast blog notes. So went back to the (laughs) blog, looked at our very first podcast. I tried to find my actual written notes, but my first notebook full of notes is missing, which is bugging me. You'll find it. I'll find it, I know, but still frustrating. So I went back to our blog and looked under very first show notes and... There were three things that I was stocking and or knitting. The Garfunkel hat, which is a free (laughs) two-color hat on Ravelry that I loved and still love, but I sent it to Cindy, who is Cozy Couch, and I know she wears it because it's colder in Colorado and because it always slipped off my darn head. So I want to knit it again, but in a tighter gauge or something. I'll make it work, but it's a really great hat. Free pattern on Ravelry. The Zephyr sweater, which is a pattern by Tori Gubritz, I knit that sweater. And it was my first contiguous sleeve sweater. And I didn't like how boxy it looked on me because the yarn was Madeline Tosh Aaron and it was 
a substantial yarn so those contiguous shoulders never kind of melded. They just stood straight up. And I ended up selling that sweater on Ravelry. You did? Yeah, go figure. Because it was Madeline Tosh Aaron, which is a discontinued, hard-to-find yarn, what I did is I put it up as a D-stash and said, you know, for the price of the yarn or whatever, you can get and wear the sweater or you can get it, rip it, and use Mm -hmm. the yarn for something else. So Mm -hmm. that's the only sweater that I've attempted to and successfully sold on Ravelry, which was kind of interesting. And then the other thing was the Laika sweater. And that's why I'm wearing it today because I went back and looked at those first podcast notes. And it was like, oh, look, we were talking about Laika. And I remember that I had cast it on either right before we started the podcast or right after our first episode, somewhere in there. And although it took me a while to knit it because I was also knitting Mike's Etienne sweater that I, the DK sweater oh, that he wears, Emilienne, there we go that he still wears every single morning. I knit this sweater, the Laika, at the same time I knit that sweater. So they both took longer than they should have. But he wears his every single day. So it's been every single day for almost four years. Unless we're away on vacation, he doesn't bring it with him. <laughs> and Laika hasn't had nearly as much wear. So I plan to wear this more often now that I've pulled it back out of... It was in the closet accessible, but it was at the very bottom of the stack of sweaters. Mm-hmm. So kind of buried so yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. So that's where they are now so gail had gail had prepared this segment before i did and she said oh i went back to the first episode to pick something so i did the same thing after she told me she had done that (laughs) (laughs) i went back and i was talking about and or knitting a project called a sweater called the still light tunic which is a sweater by vera falamaki and like Gail, that sweater has just probably fallen to the bottom of the pile. Gail mentioned that she didn't think she had ever seen me wear it. And I know I haven't. I haven't worn it for a long, long time. Number one, because it's very, very warm. And number two, because like I said, it just that one has fallen to the bottom of the pile. And now that I am reminded of it, I'm going to have to take it out again. The Still Light Tunic is a long, well, no, three-quarter length sleeve pullover tunic. Pretty basic, classic design. It's got two pockets in a somewhat looking kangaroo style pocket on the front, but it really isn't a kangaroo pocket, but it somewhat looks like that. And all the pictures in the pattern page on Ravelry have people with their hands on their pockets. And even though I liked the pockets, the pockets were kind of the thing that almost made it difficult for me to wear because I felt like the pockets were so big and they're always opening up. And (laughs) I don't know, it's just, it's kind of a sweatshirt alternative sweater though really because it's such a basic shape so i should get that out again before it gets warm because it's absolutely so warm that it's nothing that i could ever wear in the spring or summer here that's because you knit it alpaca yeah yeah Yeah. remember that yeah well and didn't you knit it in a gray yarn which to me seems like something you would be wearing often although the warmth factor would obviously yeah i think it's more brown oh is it yeah gray brown it might be a warm gray but 
Goes to show how well I remember. <laughs> well, that was four years ago. Well, I remember the pockets on that when you were knitting it. They were strangely folded into the garment somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what the construction yeah. was now, but it was something odd. Yes. And I remember looking at the pattern page thinking the same thing, like, hmm, where would your hands go? And, you know, yeah. the, the pockets would be almost bulky on that. Right. It would be right over my hip bones, which is where I don't need to add bulk to my body. Well, so You kind of don't see them on the inside. It doesn't really add bulk. I don't feel like it adds bulk, maybe because the yarn that I used was so fine. But I don't know. Now, I haven't I'm, worn it much. I need to get it out, try it on again, and figure it out. Yeah, I would like to see that on you, actually. So that's what this segment will do. It, Like Gail mentioned, she had to think about it, and now she's she dug out the sweater, and she's going to wear it more, mm-hmm. and maybe I will do it too. And we'll be able to share with you successes and stinkers from the past. <laughs> successes and stinkers. Maybe that's what this segment should be called. <laughs> What are your successes and what are your stickers? I don't know if I necessarily want to call them that. I know. I think it's funny, though. But I think it's it was a huge success that the sweater I was knitting for Mike around the same time literally is worn every day. Yeah, that is. I was fixing the other day my... What is it called? Um, Oh, goodness. The pink and gray striped one that I was just wearing the other day when I saw you at the Swift Stitch. My Isabel Kramer... Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Okay, looking at my project page, I just finished it recently. I should completely remember the name. Ah, A Hint of Summer. Summer, I was saying summer. Yeah, it was knit, I knit it in lace weight, which is what the pattern calls for. And the first time I wore it, I got this gigantic snag. I mean, ridiculously huge snag, (laughs) but it took me about 20 minutes to fix. And Mike walked in on me when I was fixing it, and he said, what are you doing to that sweater? And I said, I'm fixing the snag. And he said, oh, are you going to fix mine? And I thought he was talking about his new sweater. And I looked at him, and I said, you've snagged it already? And he said, no, my old sweater. So the sweater I knit four years ago, that has gone through Lucy's puppy phase. So he used to play with her, and she'd snag the sleeves quite regularly. So his sleeves are pretty destroyed on that sweater. But he just wears it kind of almost like a bathrobe in the morning anyways. And I said, do you really want me to fix those snags? And he said, no, no, no. Then I wouldn't think of Lucy the same way. So (laughs) we're going to leave his sweater, you know, the character snags will remain (laughs) where they are now because they give it that character. All right. And we have one one other fun announcement for our anniversary podcast as well. This this one was also Charlene's brainchild. (laughs) Well, it started out as a Christmas present for me, didn't it? That's true. Well, I do t-shirts. Gail had mentioned t-shirts at the beginning of the episode. So I'm often in charge of doing t-shirts for my kids' schools or sports teams, that kind of thing. So it just seemed natural that eventually, at some point, once we had a logo, (laughs) we would do t-shirts for our podcast. And we're going to. They're super awesome. So they are a darkish gray, plain color. So not a heathered gray, but they're classic gray or vintage gray, I think is the name of it. We are going to do both a women's style and a unisex style. Mm -hmm. We will have pictures of both on the blog. And there will be our logo in white on On the the shirt. On the gray. So it's really cool. It looks really good and clean. 
and I'm super excited about them. We actually went, after we recorded last time, we went to the print shop and I tried on some of the shirts to see how they fit and they do run small. So in the women's fit, I'm a large and I have about a 35 to 36 inch bust measurement. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about ordering. And they will be $25, that's $20 for the shirt, $5 shipping and handling. And we will have a link on the blog where you can order through PayPal and we'll put a thread in the Ravelry group. And there might be an extra fee if we have to ship internationally. Yes. If that happens, we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah, when we'll we figure to it. Yeah. <laughs> if we do any international shipping, we'll communicate with you before yeah. we do so so that you know how much the shipping will be. But the US postal rates did just go up again in January. So the, thus the five dollar shipping and handling. But and the t shirt composition is cotton oh cotton rayon it co- cotton rayon poly i think yeah I don't think quote so. me on that we'll have links to all these things it's what's called a tri-fiber blend and the reasoning being that it takes the best of all the fibers puts them together into one shirt the shirts are really soft really soft very very soft and a lightweight fabric but not, not sheer not tissue tea right. fabric yeah but Thick enough that you can you can just wear the t-shirt. You don't have to wear a cami underneath yeah. it or anything like I that. I had mine on with a cami underneath, but you couldn't see through to the cami at all. Right. So it's not one of those shirts where you have to layer it because right. it's ridiculously sheer. And they're not too long either. A lot of the t-shirts that I find lately are really long, and mm-hmm. these are regular length. Yeah. They're not something that's going to come down past your butt. And we'll have links to all the measurements and stuff yeah. so and that you can make your wise selection carefully (laughs) and i may even let charlene put the picture of me up we took a picture of me wearing the large Mm -hmm. and i'm not looking stylish or anything i'm just showing what the (laughs) t-shirt looks like (laughs) so if anyone thinks that'll be useful we'll probably have that posted somewhere as well so we're super excited and this is a pre-order so we are going to that's right that's a good thing to mention yeah we're going to take orders up until what date before we place the order the end of March. Okay, so up through March 31st, and then we will place the order for them. And I think he said it's like a two-week turnaround. Yeah, two weeks. And then Gail and I will be fulfilling the orders ourselves. Yeah, so we'll be packaging them all in envelopes and self-addressing right. and all that stuff. But so. we will be doing that after our retreat, which is mid-April. Unless we actually have time or they we get the t-shirts finished early. We'll see. Yeah, if the we'll t-shirts are finished in time before the retreat, we'll get them sent out. And if not, then they'll be after the retreat. Yes. Sometime in April. Yes. Because so, we have teenage children who could also be helpful in packaging. True. So what we're saying is that this isn't a fast process. If you think that you might want to order a t-shirt, what, we're doing it all ourselves, basically. We're not having somebody else fulfill we're doing everything ourselves because we don't anticipate being swamped so i think it'll be fine yeah and we're super excited yeah so i think that was it so we i remembered to announce the shalimar yarn winners yes (laughs) (laughs) we talked about the t-shirts we talked about alana's never not knitting store which again you will find the link in our blog and we will be talking about the wool and wire jewelry on the next episode thank you alana for sponsoring and thank you all so much for listening. And the only thing left is I just want to mention that we will be at Stitches West next month, February 18th through 21st. We will be 
in the Western Sky Knits booth on Friday the 19th at a time still to be determined and we will be in the hotel slash convention center bar area on Saturday afternoon from approximately 2 to 5 for a little very informal get together with the two knitlet chicks and some other podcasters and podcast listeners. All of us will just be sitting around and knitting. Yeah, and Dragonfly <laughs> Fibers on Saturday morning. Correct? Oh, that's true. Dragonfly yeah, we'll be in the Dragonfly Fibers morning. booth yes. Saturday from, I think, 10 a.m. till 1 or yes. somewhere around those times. Yeah. So we hope to see a lot of you at Stitches. We know a lot of people will be there. We're yeah. super excited. I'm surprised there's been a couple people in our group mentioning that they're coming from back east or places far away. I think a lot of people who are smart knitters work this into some sort of family vacation. <laughs> that's what I would so, do. So, yeah. Yep. It's going to be fun. So, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think we remembered everything. Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.